We're going off the beaten path again, guys. Today's episode is not about beer or anything beer-related. Don't worry, we can still get drunk because we're talking about whiskey. Remember, the show is called Have a Drink, Not Have a Beer. In today's special episode, we are going into the world of whiskey and try to talk a little about how it came to be, how it's made, and what styles exist. This is going to be a big one, guys, so come in and have a drink. to have a drink the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer except for today i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier and i'm christopher walker all right a non-beer episode i, I, I know <laughs> weird i've been looking forward to this one though i i enjoy me some whiskey i think we all do i don't know okay before i was trying to get into beer i was like you know what being from kentucky we need to i need to learn a little bit about whiskey and started trying to make it my thing and then discovered it's really really expensive it is uh there was some uh, there was some stuff i wanted today when i was picking up uh, something for the episode which we'll talk about later but uh i kept looking at the prices going like man i don't want to blow 70 dollars on a bottle of of like 15 20 year scotch but on the other hand i do i want it I want a bad. Uh, but on the other hand, I have an excuse. So, <laughs> thankfully, that that part of my brain didn't kick in. Like, I mean, it, it's for the show. That could be a tax write-off, right? Well, I'm not getting paid. So no. <laughs> one day, <laughs> maybe one day we can start writing this off. I do. We should probably put in a little little disclaimer here. This is not going to be like this is whiskey broad yes, topic. Uh, the in. The big individual styles will probably get their own episodes later on, but we are just kind of throwing a rock at this giant umbrella that is whiskey. Why are you throwing rocks at umbrellas? (laughs) Someone's trying to stay dry, man. Man, it's windy. That thing's getting turned inside out anyways. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Here it is. Yeah. But yeah, for this topic, (laughs) just to add... um, (laughs) Me and Brittany actually got married at a distillery. We got married at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Yeah, we brought that up last time, I think. Um, We've mentioned it before, but I think. But it's it's a lovely place. Great, great place gorgeous. to get married. Where you can just breathe in whiskey. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> it does smell and, glorious there, I have to say. I just remember them like taking... Like, they, you guys want to do like a shot or something, like a picture shot of uh <laughs> yeah. inside the the uh uh where they barrel everything where all the barrels are right we still didn't get to do that which sucks because it was like a bajillion degrees that day 
Yeah, I mean, but I just remember walking in there when we were planning stuff out. And I just went, "Oh, it smells amazing in here!" Oh, as soon as they open those doors, plus it, it's it feels awesome. Like it was ninety degrees outside, and in there it was not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Uh, probably enough reminiscing and disclaiming. We should probably move along to the news. It's going to be a long episode, probably. Yeah. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. <laughs> I do love scotch. As do I. But uh, moving into our news, uh, some well, we have some big stories and some little ones that we just threw in because we thought you all would like to know. Uh, first stories coming from Founders. Everyone knows a little bit about Founders. I love that place. Their breakfast out is probably the one that you've seen with the kid sitting there with his bib on getting ready to eat some oatmeal. He's all hungry. Uh, yeah, I like to imagine there's beer underneath that oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> but their big news is they're expanding again. <laughs> they, they've got nowhere to go. They can't. They, I, I've been there. They take up a block. Yeah, actually, in the statement they released, we're excited to announce that we're expanding again. We've been expanding our current 235 Granville location for years, but we've grown to a full city block. Like, they <laughs> occupy an entire city block, and there's no more room to grow. <laughs> it doesn't seem mechanically feasible either you know for like loading down stuff like heavy vats or whatever to build up either so yeah they can only go out yeah that's just dangerous but so they're saying this time they're adding an additional building just located a mile south of the current tap room and brewing facility so Mm. what's happening at this new facility well a little bit of everything uh the building's located at 900 hines street near downtown Grand Rapids, is intended to fulfill their growing warehousing and distribution needs, but the most important part, it will also become home to their second brewery, which will focus exclusively on barrel-aged, experimental, high-gravity, and specialty beers. Which I'm hoping means there are going to be more more varieties of these to come out, and more... Of the different varieties, because right, a lot yeah. of them are just, they hit the shelves and they're gone. Yeah, and, they, yeah, they, they, Kentucky Breakfast Stout is a is one they make, I assume they make a lot of, because they know how high demand is for it, but there's a lot of stuff when I try to find founders. I'll find it one week, and I might go back next week, like, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll, let's try to pick that up now. I missed it last time, it's gone. Yeah, it's that's gone. definitely the thing you have to... I feel, and then it's not that it even it's it's not special releases of anything. It's just it's that popular. I think. Well, like some of them are like this year. They yeah. just started with a winter warmer. I can't remember if it was a stout or a porter. It wasn't really a, a winter warmer style, but I well, saw it'll warm you up. I saw it on the <laughs> shelf before I saw the announcement, and I was like, "Ooh, what is that?" I was like, "I'll go home and do a little research about it and figure out what it's about." And then I finally saw and looked it up, and then when I went back, it was gone, never to be seen again. I asked them, they're like, no, we'll be back till next year. Did you did you fall to your knees, scream to the heavens, just, no! <laughs> Pretty much. There's a lot of that that happens in Party Source, I imagine. Yeah, it's led <laughs> me to a lot of impulse buying now, because I'm afraid of getting burned again. 
And that yeah. goes back to our cellar discussion from the last episode where everything is just being put in the closet. I mean, I'm just going. I'm like, ooh, this looks good. This looks good. It's high enough alcohol. Ooh, yeah, that'll keep. <laughs> it's it's impulse buying that you're going to, to hang on to for a year. That's an investment in a good future buzz. That's the way I see it. <laughs> we, we become hoarders for beer. <laughs> Oddly enough, and they, yeah, I know just, they have special releases just like anybody else. But it's at the same time, like even their normal stuff, some sometimes is just so popular it's hard to find. So it's odd. Here's here's a question: Are is there going to be a a brew pub in this location, or is that just going to be in their main their main house? No, this is just operations. I don't okay. even from the sounds of it, there's not even going to be tours of this location. That might be something they open up later on, but for right now, this is going to be the meat and potatoes where beer is being made. Hmm. It's just going to okay. be all business, bottling, and shipping. I mean, it's still yeah. good though, and and it's exciting. There's so many stories out lately about expansions of places we love. So yay, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're 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 expand. You know, they're building another location, but they're still keeping the their their original place and right. keeping the tap room i've been in that tap room it's amazing i i love their little brew pub they've got there it's it's great uh i i kind like we were discussing uh is that one of our stories this week about their their special whatever they were doing this weekend no that wasn't a story that was just something me and you were talking about yesterday uh, yeah this it was like this weekend only it was just a big uh, – they opened up their cellars and brought out all kinds of rare beers that they've been sitting on for a really long time. And if we're just you're like, hearing this, If you're hearing this, it's too late. Oh, yeah. It's way too late. If you're hearing this and you're like, what? If you live in Grand Rapids, you're like, how did I miss this? But, yeah, that it's over. They opened up their cellars, and it was just for like an hour or two at a time. They'd put you know, a keg of whatever out, and it, it was, was just like when it's gone, it's gone. Well, there was a semi-joke. There was a semi-joke me and Chris had about just hopping in the car and driving. I kind of would have been down for it. It's like, you know, we can make it. What, what is that drive? Hey, we have a Prius. It's got to be like 20 hours almost. No, it's, not even it's, that. If you live in Grand the, Rapids, though, and you don't know about this stuff, I don't know why you're not subscribed to some kind of newsletter for, for founders or whoever. I mean, for well, crying out loud. It, it's, it's half and there, There's a lot of, you know, a lot of little breweries. I wanted to say little. Yeah. There's a lot of places like that in Grand Rapids. That it's a beer-friendly town. I like it. I I was there a couple years ago. I kind of want to go back. Just this is what I'm saying. I my whole mom's my mom's side of the family all in Grand Rapids around Grand Rapids and Wyoming, Michigan. Like so. So you're saying there's a place to stay? <laughs> yes. I don't talk to them that often, but I can. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We can have somewhere to go up there. I, I like my aunt. We'll go stay with her. Yeah, it's all fine. We'll we'll arrange this. It's fine. <laughs> all right, we've awarded this story too much time, but to end it, they said the new facility opens January 29th. It is as of the recording, the 31st, so it has been open for two days. <laughs> wow! Uh, An actual production starts this summer, so I'm guessing that means we should probably be seeing some of the product coming from this facility as soon as next holiday season. I'm sure. That's fine. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Well, good on you, founders. <laughs> Moving, next story. It's not really much of a story, just more of something we wanted to make sure everyone knew about because it was news to us. Uh, Stone is releasing their first variety pack. It's going to be an IPA 12-pack. Uh, it's going to be their four IPAs, or four of their main IPAs. And it's going to have their brand new one, which comes out this February, 
Oh, I have no idea how to say this. <laughs> is that the... Patascala Pat- Red. Pata... Patascala. Yeah, sure. That yeah, sounds that, close That's enough. my best shot at saying that that's one. That's the but name it, of a city in Ohio. Sorry. <laughs> but it's going to well, be... They can tell us how to say it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be available in these 12 uh, variety packs before it's available in six packs. So mm-hmm. you'll see okay. the, these 12 variety packs out there. These 12-pack variety packs. There's not 12 different ones. <laughs> I'm just messing up on saying it. The, but if you see one pack. and you want to try this IPA really bad before it's actually out in six packs, you're going to have to buy the variety pack. That sounds fine. Uh, what is what's the the one with the like, well, beige color? Um, I can't, I can't read it through the picture. It's a little bit yeah. fuzzy. Uh, like... This is really cool news for someone that really likes IPAs. For me, it's like, oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> Good on you, Stone. Good job. It, it, it's a solid idea, though. You know, put out some some variety packs, let them try those, and then put out the six packs. It's like, hey, which one's going to sell better? Yeah, I mean, the variety packs, I've seen a lot of craft brewers going for them finally, or they're just now being available in our area. But one of the ones that I've noticed who doesn't have one is stone yeah but i mean and for us we're budding into ipas it's not really been our strong suit so it's always like well we need to try and figure out which kind of ipas we want to move into and this would be a good way for us to figure it out with stone so i have officially had the what is it the delicious ipa is what they call it in which is in this variety pack how delicious Uh, is it it's pretty good it's pretty good uh, it's well, cause so what it is, is, um, it's made with, you can taste the lemon in it. Um, uh, okay. So it, yeah, it, and it, it's made with lemon and like some kind of special different hop, I guess. Um, I'm, when- I'm, I'm slowly being converted because, um, it's not, I've discovered cause we, we were at Braxton again this past weekend meeting, um, a couple of people. Big shocker. Yeah. It, right now we're all, it's, it's a big thing. Um, so I tried some us, their. Uh, some of us were at work and pouting because he couldn't drink. Sorry, um, <laughs> but so we. I tried the crankshaft, their standard IPA from Braxton. Mm. It was bitter as hell. So, <laughs> well. um, I'm just like I'm. I'm being converted into IPAs for uh, by fruit, basically. Yeah, the current. Just if there's fruit in it, yes, I'm going to drink it. That's this, a thing. This current trend of citrus fruit IPAs which just blew up in the past few weeks. I don't know what triggered this, but it has made it easier to transition into IPAs for us. Okay, so that that one with the that we can't really make out the words on in the variety pack is god. Uh Cala Belgique IPA and it's oh, a so California style G- IPA with a Belgian twist. Oh, so not more German just uh French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna do that for all the things that we. I'm gonna pronounce. assume that means it's a wine country IPA. Uh, well, I well it says it with a Belgian twist, so I don't know what that really it's, involves. But yeah, so that's what Cali, that is. So it could have also be uh, it's French, and I hear cow is it Calgary? <laughs> do they speak French in, Can- in you know, that it, part of Canada? Yeah, it is California. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, I just thought we would bring that to everyone's attention, so you can be on the lookout for that. All right, move into the next actual news story. 
uh, and this is becoming a trend that we've started to notice, but Sweetwater CEO has departed. Not not died, but left the company. <laughs> died. The late Sweetwater CEO. <laughs> no, no, she just showed up late to work today. Sorry. No, uh, after only being CEO for six months. But uh, six months after promoting then-CFO Kim Jones to CEO... Sweetwater Brewing and the former executive have parted ways. That's their official statement. Uh, just in case someone doesn't know, uh, clearly clearly everyone on the podcast would know. Uh, but what if someone doesn't know what Sweetwater makes? Uh, yeah, we've talked about Sweetwater in the past. Uh, I think they're, they're most famous for their 420 IPA, but their label has the fish jumping on it, like, You'll see the fish, and it's kind of easy to... Oh, actually, now. I, re- I remember it now. Okay. Yeah. And I think all of their stuff has the little, the little the, like, the... route signs as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, this article was published at 4.20 p.m. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I wonder if they did that on Friday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, a spokeswoman with Sweetwater confirmed Joan's departure, saying only that she had moved on. All the wording now that I did that weird joke, it's like she's dead, and they just threw her in a vat somewhere and don't want anyone to know. Uh, Let's hope that's not the case. I don't want this woman to be dead. I don't know her, but... (laughs) In a separate but related move, Sweetwater has also hired Paul P.K. Kirbabas? I don't know. Kirbabas? Paul. They hired Paul. Paul. We'll just say Paul. (laughs) They hired Paul. Good old P.K. (laughs) Good old P.K., yes. Uh, the current director of sales administration for Georgia's United Distributors to lead the brewery's commercial operations. We look forward to his his obituary <laughs> when uh, he gets killed in six months. <laughs> Says he's not replacing Jones directly, though he will take over many of her former responsibilities. Like those, breathing. <laughs> those responsibilities <laughs> include all commercial operations and distributor relations. So those are, okay. wow, he's, they're just like, no, here, you're going to take on two of the biggest executive jobs. <laughs> I want you to be the chief financial officer and the chief executive officer. Oh, do I get a title bump? No. <laughs> it's like, no, oh. you actually don't get a title currently. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to be calling you uh, PK. Well, PK, that's just, that's your title. It's going to be your, it's going to be your title. But yeah, they say he's not been given an official title and there are no immediate plans to hire a new CEO. Well, I mean, if he's taking on the responsibilities, I suppose, until they decide whether or not they're going to, you know, either stay on with him or replace someone, there's no need in the next, you know, two, three months well, to immediately make a, a CEO. Yeah, okay, they could take their time. They were bringing him on to do other things as well, mm-hmm. but uh, he's going to be doing over commercial operations, distributor relations, and. Da, 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 da. Oh, I just saw it. <laughs> uh. Sales and marketing along with Chief Financial Officer Bill Waters. Yeah, sales and marketing departments. I mean, they're really piling it on him. I'm getting an ulcer just looking looking at the stuff he's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. But they're basically also bumping up their current CFO to help with this. And you may see another, they may make this CFO the next CEO, and it may just be a trend that we see out of Sweetwater. They just keep promoting CFOs and then murdering CEOs. But it has been really weird because they've, I mean, we've mentioned them in news stories. This is like the third time now. 
because in the past 18 months, like they've had a very last year was very busy for Sweetwater. Um, in November, the company announced the purchase of uh, all the equipment from uh, former Pyramid Brewery in Berkeley, California. And they were announced at the same time. They didn't know if it, anyone knew if it was going to be with that equipment or not. But they were uh, going to build a West Coast brewery and expand to the West Coast because they are an East Coast right. provider. But yeah, it, they've blown up on the East Coast, uh, expanded distribution across to New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Uh, they're currently sold in 18 states as well as Washington, D.C. Hmm. And it seems... I mean, it's... Yeah, in 2014, they made they made the same move like Dogfish Head uh, made recently and sold to uh, sold a percentage. They sold a minority stake to a private equity firm. Uh, I was reading the name of the private private equity firm, and the first three letters just made me think of the old D and D company name because it says it's the TSG Consumer Partners, and I thought it was going to be uh, I think it was, was TRS. No, that's that's the that's an old podcast I used to watch. Uh, <laughs> but there was something together. with a T that that used to run D and D before Wizards bought them out. Huh. Uh, that's not related to beer at all, but but we're it could it. be related to drinking if you think about it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> could be. I mean, I drink a lot when I play D and D. Well, yeah. I don't drink a lot, but they're they're ha- they're generally there's some kind of alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of, I mean, some shakeups and things going on at Sweetwater, and with their recent expansions and their big plans, I mean, you got to wonder if maybe she saw something that, you know, they weren't ready for this kind of expansion. Or maybe they, yeah, it says they parted ways. It, they, they could have fired her as well. Yeah, I mean, they may have um, not liked some of the decisions that she, she may have been fighting these things against the board and the board was like, no, we're, we can do this. And she wasn't sure. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that this, it, it sounds in addition to be being a busy time for them, it sounds like it's a turbulent time. Like they're just like a lot of stuff going on. Like again, I'm getting heartburn and an ulcer <laughs> just looking through this story. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. Let's let's move on from this one. I know we usually only do three stories, but one was just a quick. Oh, thought you should know, and that's kind of how this last one will be as well. Uh, we noticed it today. <laughs> we we're going back over some materials and saw. Oh, holy crap! The Sam Adams Nitro project is officially on. It has happened, and you should be able to find it as of today. I've, I've been getting, uh, I've been hearing ads uh, already for it, primarily through like Pandora, which is the only thing that can hear ads through anymore. But yeah, uh, Sam Adams has put up a whole page to this. Uh, they have a Nitro Coffee Stout, a Nitro IPA, and a Nitro White Ale, and they're in cans. But they put up a whole page to tell you what's going on, how they do it. They have, okay, it says pop, pour, and enjoy. Uh, they have a nitrogen filled widget in the can so that when you pop the top, the change in air pressure causes the nitrogen to rush out of the widget. And, yeah, and then you you don't drink from can, you put into a glass. No, exactly. It's like if you buy a pint can of Guinness, you are a barbarian if you are drinking it out of that can. Yeah, oh, God. You pour that into a glass. It's just like with this. It's got the widget in the bottom. You crack it open, and we watch the videos. It's great because they show, uh, they show Cook doing it, and he, like, holds the can like right over the glass and it's like real quick just, 
and then starts dumping it in. Also, I highly suggest watching this video because he just looks pumped and happy and just... And he, he, he's taste-tested the whole line so far. Doesn't he look pumped and happy? I mean, I, every time I see this guy, I, just, I, I can't help but smile. Like when he's yeah. doing videos or anything else. No, and he pours it in there. He doesn't even wait for the head because anyone who gets nitro on draft knows that the head is gigantic. And he just yeah. dumps the whole thing in there and just buries his whole nose down in and takes a big drink and pulls it out. And he's got foam all over his <laughs> nose and upper yeah. lip and it's like dripping down his cheeks. It's amazing. Mm. See, for me, that would just be like collecting in my mustache and it'd be like, yeah, no, save that for later. No, I, I really, yeah. I want to see Chris drink that really badly. It'd be, I'll, I'll, I'll be smelling it for the next two days because it'll just be <laughs> in my mustache. Um, and just for a quick second, I'm sure we're going to cover this at some point, the whole, the whole nitrogen deal with beer. Um, mm. But so they, they have a nice uh, little video kind of talking about the deal with nitrogen. Do with both, so gas mix and ingredients. In a lot of ways, it's just taking CO2 out and adding nitrogen and CO2 back in. So what we actually see on the outside are the bubbles moving downward and the liquid moving over them, and that's what creates this cascading look. And so it's just a really great experience. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Cheers. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it it's it, they made a so they made a special glass for it, like they do, because they made a special glass for the Boston Lager. They, now they have a special glass for Nitro, and I mean, uh, the whole top part of the the glass is nothing but like creamy, foamy head of the beer from the nitrogen. Yeah, and the glass is actually uh, I just found it on there. They talk about the glass while they developed it. Uh, it's, it's got a bigger bulb, so if you get uh, like standard pint glasses, they have that little bulb up in the top well it's not quite the top but it's up towards the top yeah yeah but it's bigger on this glass and they're saying they obviously made it so much bigger so that the head had somewhere to go because the glass is made specifically for you to just dump the whole can in like this glass is made for a full can of the beer so when you pour it it doesn't like just start pouring over you're like no no precious precious (laughs) beer yeah you're not like oh god what have i done (laughs) Um, but Once yeah, again, falling to your knees, screaming to the heavens, no! But yeah, um, yeah, it, it looks almost similar to the Boston Lager glass with that with that bit on top there. But then, yeah, it's super wider for that, that area. Um, and I, I really am interested about these flavors. So it's a nitro coffee stout, and then the nitro IPA and a nitro white ale. You uh, know... A nitro IPA might be a good way to s- start trying to get you into more IPAs too, because it'll it'll smooth it out. But oh yeah, yeah. you're still going to be bitter. Yeah, but I, I want that I want that nitro coffee stout. Oh, oh yeah, God, yeah. so much. I, I need Although it. I'll drink the white ale too. You know, it'll just give me all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, get them all. Just take them all. I, them I wonder all. if they'll have them in a pack. If they're smart, <sighs> honestly, they should just sell a pack with all three and like two of the glasses, and it'd be like fifty bucks, and would be like sold. <laughs> You know, yeah, no, uh, maybe not fifty bucks. I, well, well, that's just, I would stand I, there in the I would stand there in the store and argue with it for a minute before before yeah, accepting. Yeah, because you know you'd give it. in. I mean, we'd we'd buy it, but I'm just it sounds like an unreasonable price, but at the same time, you know that's how much it would cost. <laughs> like, you just know it. All right, yeah, but mm, I want all these things and. Once again, Sam Adams doing cool new things. Uh, As you're all I, sick of hearing us talk about. 
<laughs> well, this happened after we like we got like the whole story of it after we had talked about Sam Adams. So it's like a little stop in, check in, see how see how everything's doing. Yeah, yeah. But let's move on uh, away from beer. It's scary to land, I know, but let's let's start talking about whiskey. No new bumper needed. That that still works. Yeah. Yeah. After a nice discussion, we're like, no, that that works with anything. It's good for all seasons. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, again, we're talking about whiskey today. Uh, we're gonna go. Like I said, we're gonna be broad as broad as possible. We'll. There's stuff we're going to leave out, but we're going to try and at least, for those of you who don't know anything about whiskey, maybe you only drink vodka and, you know, you're, you're depriving yourself of a great, great experience. Let's, uh, let's just start talking about it. Now, it, it's been around for a while. Um, how long is iffy? The history on this is a little bit weird uh, because there's no one answer to it. Uh, there's some, some discussion, let's say. Uh, we do know that uh, it's it's obviously it's distilled, and uh, the first record of for distilling fermented grains uh, comes back from archeolo- archaeological digs uh, from back into the uh, Babylonian and Mesopotamian areas uh, back, in, back in the B.C. Back before the B.C. A.D. crossover. You didn't have to change your change your turn your clock back. You had to get a new bloody clock. <laughs> uh, initially, this process was used for perfumes uh, and aromas, but eventually they started spreading the the technique around, and someone, I'm assuming, tried drinking it. Uh, <laughs> As is always the case. But I mean, someone's gotta. <laughs> I, there was someone with a dare, is what I'm saying. Uh, Throughout time, there's always been that guy. Uh, but it kind of popped around from here and there, everyone trying to figure out distilling a little bit. But it, it found its home, uh, a place to keep it safe, sort of, uh, in the European Christian monasteries. Now, it might sound weird to some of you. It may not sound that weird to others. Uh, because some of you think, oh, they're teetotaling Christians. Others are like, have you seen what Catholics do at the Eucharist? Uh, <laughs> Does anyone really know what Christmas used to be like? Because... <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, but the the church provided the stability for them to be able to to produce several types of alcoholic beverages. Uh, some of it used in their ceremonies, uh, but they they kept the knowledge alive during the Dark and Middle Ages. Now, some people say that that drunk guy that tried drinking it was an Arab chemist. I don't know if this is true. Uh, but the Arab chemist named Abu Musa Jabir Ibn Hayyan. I butchered that, I'm sure. But you get a sticker for the attempt. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but he tried uh, carrying out the distillation and purifying the beverage made via fermentation. Uh, they had apparently, I guess, wine had already been being distilled at this point. Uh, and apparently physicians tried distilling beer in either Ireland or Scotland, or both. Uh, someone describes it, uh, got the medical tech, someone was saying, uh, 
they give the name of the guy, but his the book is Whiskey, the Definitive World Guide, and the guy who wrote that uh, mentions a family of physicians, the McVeighs, or the Beatons, two different names. Uh, to, they translated the medical text from the Arab world whose secret uh, distillation resulted in the first whiskey. However, these guys served both Ireland and Scotland, so and there's some argument about which which people started uh, whiskey first, the Irish or the Scottish. Uh, since we are not quite sure which, we're just going to say both. We're going to say they both did it. Sounds which is right. kind of how history looks at the two countries. They go, you know, because there's a lot of things that both of them are like, oh, we did it first. It was like, we did it first. So everyone's just like, you know, let's just say you both did. And let's not <laughs> cause any fights. <laughs> Uh, do you really want to see a Scotsman and an Irishman fight? <laughs> no. uh, well, it's going to get messy, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, uh, the author's name was Michael Jackson. And I've I've only pointed out because like I've seen his name, I swear, on every thing that relates to drinking ever. Like he just he apparently he wrote like all these books, especially prolific, beer stuff apparently. too. He literally wrote the book on drinking. I, I've seen it everywhere. Apparently, he did it in between moonwalks. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing it. I didn't know if I had it in me to get that high today. Uh, now, it's, uh, again, it, sometime around the 11th and 13th centuries, somewhere in those two, 300 years, uh, either, either the Irish or the Scottish uh, Christian monks uh, came up with the idea of distillation. Uh, there are some records that show that the ancient Celts practiced distillation during the uh, production of their... Uh, Gaelic. Okay, let's give it a shot. Uh, production of their Usibetha, Usigebetha, the water of life. Um, since they didn't have that many much access to grapes uh, in that area, wine wasn't as popular, so beer and whiskey took hold. And over the decades, they they perfected the process. The Scots became the world's leading producers for a while. Uh, the first written record of whiskey appeared in 1494. Uh, and the production and consumption of whiskey in Scotland had already reached mass appeal. Uh, and yeah, they, they also call it uh, aqua vitae, uh, vitae. It's Latin, so my, my Latin's a little rusty, but uh, which would roughly translate as like water of life. But that's, yeah, that's a general-ish history of it. There's more, you could say, like, how, which, who made this, who did that. But, uh, you know, in terms of the general thing of whiskey, this this is where it comes from. All right. Okay, yeah. Uh, and there, <laughs> there's a lot of, okay, types of whiskey, there are a bunch. They're a really whole the main, lot. The, real, uh, the differences between... The terms you'll hear are whiskey, scotch, and bourbon. Those are the main ones. And even self-proclaimed connoisseurs are going to get these wrong sometimes. It's kind mm. of a trick question. <laughs> kind of. Whiskey is the overarching category of spirits that scotch and bourbon fall under. So all scotches and all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are scotches or bourbons. I mean, that makes sense. Bourbon is not scotch, but both are whiskeys. It's it's the square rectangle thing, like yeah. you learned in school. 
Yeah, because oh, Scott, both of those get their names from places. Scotch got its name from Scotland. Bourbon from uh, Bourbon County, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, the three of us are from Kentucky, so we, we mm-hmm. have a bit of a bias. <laughs> we may be a little partial to bourbon, but that's in no means means I do not love Irish whiskey and I don't love scotch. Like, yeah. I... Honestly, bourbon took me a little bit longer to get into than than the others. So, yeah, uh, true Scotch is only made in Scotland, while bourbon mm-hmm. can be made in parts of America outside of Kentucky. Heresy. But that, that's that's been recently, right? Like that's not a well since they made the law of what bourbon is. Right. That has been the case. There's... But yeah. before any said law was passed, I mean, it, and it's still considered widely unofficially that it's not bourbon unless it's from kentucky at least i mean the as the name says it used to be if it wasn't coming out of bourbon county it wasn't bourbon yeah as it's i like to think of it like they kept slowly watering down what it takes to make a bourbon because at first it it had to be from bourbon county we ain't got room for all that (laughs) from kentucky uh i want to make some over here okay from the u.s we put it under law you can't call whatever else you're making bourbon unless it's unless it adheres to these standards. Yeah. There's there's actually there's a lot of laws uh like about whiskeys making sure it adheres to a certain thing. Canada has their own for their styles of whiskey. Uh which is a little they have some strange rules, but <laughs> uh you know, you can't technically you can't have a Japanese bourbon, like they can't make a bourbon in Japan and call it a bourbon. Right, yeah. Whiskey, uh, the overarching term, refers to any kind of whiskey. Uh, Irish, Japanese, Canadian, American, Scotch, and bourbon all fall under the umbrella. For the record, though, there's a lot of Japanese uh, companies that own bourbon distilleries, so... Hmm. Yeah, uh, (laughs) you can... So they they, they can make a Japanese bourbon, kind of. (laughs) Kind of, yeah, but it's doing its aging... Here in the good old bluegrass. Right. Most of the time. But another controversial part of whiskey is the spelling. Because even when we were starting to do this episode and I was typing it out one way, it was I was corrected and it was like, oh no, shouldn't it be this way? And it was a, oh, it can be either. <laughs> whiskey it's... with a K-E-Y or whiskey with just a K-Y. So it, it it's, yeah... There is a difference in them. Um, you'll see them sporadically. If you like, go look at some whiskey bottles sometime and start no- paying attention to which ones are spelled K E Y and which ones are just spelled K Y. Yeah, it'll tell you a little bit about what's in the bottle too, because uh, whiskey with an E Y is the Irish spelling, which is going to be what you see in Ireland and in the U.S. While whiskey with just a K Y is the Scotch spelling. So. When you're looking at scotch, it's going to be just the KY. And that's one way to kind of tell if it's going to be an authentic scotch. That said, I've seen some bourbons that spell it without the E. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm guessing that's the, you know, Scotch-Irish kind of uh, heritage of the area. Like yeah. more of a scotch family. Well, and it kind of furthers right. that it, it really... It could there's no real right one. way to do You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. I, I like to imagine this... this goes back to the roots of everything where if you're you're you we still don't know what's the right way to spell it because ireland and scotland can't decide who did it right who did yeah. it first. 
Yeah, uh, apparently it, it became such an issue. Uh, the New York Times changed its style guide when bombarded with Scotch fans calling for the KY spelling in the name of Scottish varieties. But since the column is run was run during uh, Ireland week, they decided to keep it with the E. Yeah. And that said, whenever I'm typing uh, whiskey out for whatever reason, I, I default to, to the EY uh, unless I'm talking about scotch. But if I'm talking about scotch, I always drop the E. My my spell checker does not correct me. It's like, yeah, no, also right. Keep going. Huh. I, yeah, I, I default to EY, but I, again, I guess it's just a regional thing. Like I think if I was talking about scotch or something else, yeah, that just dropping the E would make sense. Because for some reason in my head, other countries do it without the E. I don't know why I feel that way. <laughs> So um, I guess that that is kind of right, but yeah. you think of it like uh, like they're driving on the like in England of them driving on the other side of the road. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So as we just talked about, sort of. Uh, so where did whiskey originate from? Uh, it kind of goes back to the. It, I, f- I swear it reminds me of like a Hatfield and McCoy's thing. Um, <laughs> uh, both Ireland and Scotland claim to have given birth to whiskey. But so uh, they note Kate Hopkins, who wrote the book Ninety Nine Drams of Whiskey, which is just and fantastic. I want and we look for that. Ninety Nine Drams of Whiskey on the wall. Ninety Nine Drams of Whiskey. But so she says, uh, if you ask any academic, uh, he or she is likely to shrug and mumble, "Hell if I know," for uh, the part of the world that um, it actually originated from. Uh, said so that part of the world wasn't too keen on keeping records of who was actually doing what. So they they were too point. drunk on whiskey yeah. to know to write down what date they were doing it. Yeah, they were busy <laughs> drinking the whiskey that they just made. They were so excited. They um, looked down. And they they like, what do we got? I think we finally have it. Let's try it. Sip. Well, it's it's good. We should write this down after we drink some. Well, Three weeks tr- later, yeah. let's just try yeah. some more just to make sure that this is the right. You know. <laughs> Three weeks later, what what happened? Uh, I think we went on the world's first bender. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so then, uh, how are the different kind of whiskeys made? Uh, no matter how you spell it. So, generally, whiskeys made by crushing grains. This can be barley, corn, rye, or wheat, or whatever, uh, to create the grist. Uh, then you you add water to create the mash. Um, you boil this mixture. Allow it to cool. You add yeast, which then does the fermentation by uh, eating the sugars to create alcohol. Drain the resulting liquid, which is apparently now beer, (laughs) as we kind of brought up in our homebrewing episode, actually. Uh, And then you distill that and uh, age the resulting liquor in wooden barrels. The barrels are actually very... Kind of a, a huge difference yeah. in the the taste of what you're going to end up with. Yeah, too. that's a and you end up having people part. with like there's like oak barrels or um, I, I mean they've they've used different kinds of wood to get different do, tastes. Yeah, and like, do you char the barrels? Do you, mm. you know? Uh, well, for bourbon, it's charred. Yeah. Well, in uh, Scotch, a lot of Scotch now uses old bourbon barrels that they'll right right yeah that's kind of one of the standards in scotch is that they use bourbon barrels but bourbon, no cause... no it has to be fresh new never used for bourbon yeah uh which is weird because scotch you know came first so they had to have been using other barrels originally but no. yeah yeah hmm. uh, a little quick little aside here about how 
what to do when you're ordering a whiskey or how, how should you drink it. Uh, if you're at the bar and you're going to ask for a few things, uh, if you say you want it neat, uh, that means they're just going to give you a regular glass and they're just going to pour pour the whis- uh, whiskey in there, room temperature, no ice, no water, no nothing, just room temperature whiskey. Uh, if you say on the rocks, that's going to get uh, get ice in there first and you're going to pour it over ice. Uh, straight up is kind of the same thing as neat, but you're going to, you know, people will know straight up, they won't know neat, and so that could cause some confusion. It's kind of the same thing either way. Uh, there's also the term up, but that usually means you're going to chill it and serve it in a cocktail glass, like a like a wine glass. That's usually where you'll see, like, Manhattans or, or stuff like that. Hmm. Um or and you can also ask it ask for it with a splash of water, which is which is fine. It's perfectly okay because the water kind of helps bring out some flavors here and there. Uh, uh, you can also ask for water back, which means just a glass of water on the side. And as always, if you're not sure how to t- how to say exactly what you want, you know, if you don't know the terms, you can always or you can't remember them. Just say, "Hey, I just want it without ice. Just give me room temperature." There. The bartender will will be more than happy to help you get whatever you want. Yeah, we were talking uh, about this uh, when we were getting the episode ready about how we prefer our whiskeys, and I've got to say, I mean, I've had them all every which way that's on this, and I've enjoyed every one that way. It I mean, depends on which one I'm drinking or how I'm drinking them. Uh, I've done like samplers of. Uh, of like some whiskeys and scotches before, and I like to to uh, some other whiskeys and scotches. Not to make any more confusion than there probably <laughs> yeah. will be, uh, but I'll get like a little bit of water and I'll I'll add some to it just to just to bring out the flavor and then then try it. Then uh, there's also uh, keep in mind like and adding water is not a bad thing uh, because. You're gonna drink all of it, but you're you're sort of diluting the whole proof, I guess, or at least the the concentrated alcohol content. Um, but alcohol will tend to numb some of the stuff on your tongue, so that's why drinking it with some water might help dilute that down, get you all the flavors you're wanting to get out of it. Uh, and you you measure it kind of similar to how you do beer, you know, aroma, mouthfeel, flavor, that sort of stuff. Yeah, just like, know we were talking about. Uh we both kind of prefer it on the rocks because yeah. it starts off, you know, room temperature and you're getting, you know, the full harsh flavors, everything's there. And then it becomes, it starts to muddle out and it becomes a different drink as you're going through it. Cause the ice is melting and watering it down a little more and more flavors are coming out the further down you're getting. Let's see. And I think I prefer, or how I've, I've generally, if it's not been neat, then I generally get it with, like, you know, the splash of the the room temperature water in there. Um, and I don't know, I, I think to me, for some reason, it feels weird to me to have whiskey cold, like with the ice. Yeah. So I, I just go straight, like, with water in it, and, and that's the way I prefer. I don't know why. I, I was just thinking, though, when... Um, so our first anniversary, instead of going back to Buffalo Trace, we went to, um, or no, we, did, we actually went there too, but we went to Woodford <laughs> Reserve, uh, mm. it, which is near-ish there. And um, I think that they just served it neat when we did the tasting at the end of the tour. So it just, it kind of made me think about that, like how, how these different places do it too, how they prefer to uh, present it. 
Yeah. Um, like, and there also may be a way the distiller has in mind for how you want to try it. Right. Uh, that might be kind of what happened with, with Buffalo trays. Like they, they went, no, this is expected to be drinking at, at drink at room temperature. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to, to enjoy it. I mean, you can, you know, even add Coke to it, I guess, if you want. If you're that kind uh, of person. <laughs> well, uh, if you Well, I mean, bourbon <laughs> and Coke is a, is definitely a drink that people get frequently. Yeah, and there's know. nothing wrong with bourbon and Coke as long as you're using, like, well, lower-end yeah, bourbon. If you're, it's perfectly acceptable to be doing, like, a Maker's and Coke. Oh, yeah, yeah. And no one's going to shed a tear over that. Maker's is fine to do straight up. But it's also at a point to where, yeah, you can mix it with something. If you're doing a Pappy Van Winkle and Coke, then you need to no. be shot. <laughs> no, just no. Or I, I was thinking, like, don't do Eagle Rare and Coke. Like that seems pretty yeah, messed no, up. Yeah, no, you're just you insulting. Know? You're just insulting the whiskey. Uh, then you're then you're just not really getting that taste of. I mean, they put that stuff is aged. You know, like that's yeah. There's there's some there's a lot of, of of complexity in there that you aren't getting because now you're mixing it with something else that isn't just water. There's also like you know um, seven and sevens when you get like Seagram seven and uh, seven up. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I've never actually tried it with Sprite or seven up or Sierra Mist or whatever huh, okay. lemon lime soda you want to. I wonder you how that would be. It. Yeah, I've never had that either. Uh, I I look at it though and I'm just like it seems weird to me for some reason. Um, well, because then you're adding other flavors to it as yeah. opposed to just like the caramelly you know kind of cola flavor. Uh, hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I, I should try it at some point, but I also don't drink Seagram's that much. Seagram's that oh, no, much. no. Yeah, neither do I. Or by, by much, I mean at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, so there are very... People are particular about how they make... Uh, how they make the, the whiskeys, aren't they? Like There have to be specific guidelines for how they're made. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start with scotch. Uh, Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. <laughs> I love scotch. And I do. Um, mm. Scotch is made from water and malted barley. Barley that's been steeped in water to trigger the germination. Distilled to less than 94.8% alcohol. <laughs> so specific. Yeah, but that's still a whoo. Yeah. And aged at least three years in oak barrels that can hold no more than 700 liters. So they even put a size limit. Like it has to be specifically that size barrel for scotch. Well, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not a chemist. I don't know what happens if you put it into a much larger one. But I, I imagine the volume it. may also affect how it ages. Yeah, yeah it is because it's going to soak into the wood and it's going to reduce it. But also uh, the turning of the barrels. So that was one thing mm-hmm. we learned when we took the tour <laughs> at mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo Trace is they go in and rotate the barrels because uh, some of the liquor evaporates out of the barrel. And so you'll get less of the liquor in there covering less, you know, it's getting more out of those charred barrels. So they actually have to be rotated. And it's like I have a mini one that I've yet to use. And they said, if you want to get the same effect of a 10-year bourbon out of this little barrel, it's just like a 3-liter barrel, to age it in there for only a year. And it because it's such a dense, it's a small amount of liquor covering that whole area, that it would only take about a year 
to get the same flavors that you're going to get out of a 10-year. Hmm. I'm also picturing someone turning your tiny little barrel, and it's like a little hamster <laughs> yeah, on top of it. It's so cute. <laughs> but, and uh, for scotch, it has to be bottled at no less than 40% alcohol. Uh, no additives are allowed except for water and caramel coloring. Uh, by law, it can only be called scotch if it follows this process and is made in Scotland. Like the good lord intended scotch. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're also going to see a scotch, <clears throat> uh, single malt. Uh, single malt yeah. scotch is made from malted barley in a single distillery, while single grain is made from malted barley and other grains in a single distillery. Hmm. But more often than not, uh, because it's going to be more affordable you're going to see blended scotches and it's this like is, your johnny walkers your chivas regals yeah yeah it's uh, a mix of whiskeys uh from multiple distilleries so uh, you know what's an example of like a, a single malt then like i don't Glenn even Libet. know of huh glenn livet oh yeah, okay glenn livet okay. and glenn fittick i believe yeah that makes sense okay uh and there you would think oh, oh can you really taste the I started out trying scotch with like Johnny Walker, and then I went to Glenlivet and went, I could never go back. I can't go back there. At least you had that. Mine was really a trial by fire. <laughs> um, I'd had Glenlivet before, and uh, me and our friend Ian, who was on the show for our tasting, went to Scotland for study abroad. Ooh. And we got there, and we were in Edinburgh. And we went to the Scotch Whiskey Experience. They have the largest for sale collection of Scotch in the world. <laughs> Why couldn't I have been there? <laughs> it was glorious. Um, we spent most of our food budget on Scotch. <laughs> but when you go in, you're, you're like, if you go into that place, you ask them, "Oh, where should we start?" And they just said Lagavulin. Mm. And it was trial by fire because we went back to our rooms and there was no ice. And it was just straight up Lagavulin. and it when we popped the cork on that, it smelled like a fire in the room. I mean, people were walking by going, Is everything okay in there? I smell smoke. <laughs> uh, now, is yeah. that single malt? Is that Lagavulin? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I believe it okay. is. I'm just I'm honestly just trying to figure it out. Like would you I mean, uh, would you consider Johnny Walker to be It's blended. It, I mean, um Red's blended. Is that like Are well? Blended. Is Johnny think, Walker like well? No. Johnny okay. Walker red. Uh, it, it's rare you have a well scotch. Yeah. But uh, true, Johnny true. Walker red is the youngest of the Johnny Walker line. So if if one of them was going to be a well scotch, it would be that one. Yeah, I guess scotch isn't typically. I guess I'm trying to figure out what would be really top shelf. Oh, and no, what no. I, we used to have a well scotch where I worked. Uh, <laughs> it was Clan McGregor. <laughs> That's Never bottom heard shelf. Of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Johnny Walker is kind of like you know middle of the range. Um, there's Johnny Walker red, and then it goes black. Then I think you get into I think next is blue. I don't know uh, because it's a uh, black is twelve year old Scotch. I want to say the next level up is either there's green, which I know is I'm pretty sure is blended. I'm gonna. We're off on a tangent here. Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode on it Scotch relates. at some yeah. point. Um, but so, I, I mean, I, the only to- kind I think I've ever had, which, I mean, I guess this says something about us, uh, is the, oh, God, 
Was it Glenn Fittick or Glenn Levitt? Uh, um, you've had Glenn Fittick and Glenn Levitt. Okay. There's currently a bottle of Glenn Levitt. I've there. got the two Glens covered. So yeah, uh, I've had I've had those, but I really, I, as far as no, what was the one that straight up tasted like the smell of a campfire? That's the Lagavulin. Okay, I've, I think I've had that too. So I've, okay, I've had those three, and that's it. So that's like my Scotch experience. That's why I'm just trying to figure out, like, okay, where are we at here? Um, All right. Okay. Anyway, here, moving on. Here's here's the thing though. Red label, black label. They made a double black apparently. Uh, then gold label, uh, fifteen to eighteen years. Black year. Uh, black label is twelve. Uh, and then blue label is I'm trying to see the year on it real quick. I know it's uh, it's super expensive. Uh, yeah, like after a while, you just kind of stop looking because you're like, well, that's not happening, is it? Oh, yeah. actually, they don't give an age on it. It's just it's it's over the eighteen year blended. Oh, I, I got to imagine it's probably to the because I went down the rabbit hole one time looking. I think it was it was at Nerdtacular. We were at dinner talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and Glenfiddich has a 50 year or they yeah. had a 50 year they auctioned it off oh, Jesus. Uh, I've had 25 year scotch I just can't remember which one it was from I, it might have been Glenlivet if they make a 25 year or 20 year that was amazing yeah that I was, remember that that was at one of the bachelor parties wasn't it think so it was it was delicious okay um, moving on that sorry was, we can talk about scotch that was a lot. 10 minute aside yeah um irish whiskey is distilled to less than 94.8 percent alcohol that seems familiar <laughs> and aged for at least three years in wooden barrels hmm there seems to be a pattern mm-hmm. by law whiskey can only be called irish whiskey if it follows this process and is made in ireland so yeah, someone point thing. out the distinct differences between Scotch and Irish whiskey. Hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, you can tell a difference in Irish whiskey and Scotch whiskey once you taste them. Oh yeah, you can yeah. smell it too. But a lot of it has Irish... to do with the water, the source water. Yeah. Where See, it isn't comes Scotch from. like uh, more peaty? Yeah, because um, Scotch. Most of the brands of Scotch get their names from the lochs or the. They're mm-hmm. like. They're massive lakes, really. Yeah. But from the area, their source of water. That's where they end up naming the distilleries from. Because, and the peat <laughs> that is most of Scotland, it had, the water's filtered through that. And it, it, it imprints itself onto the onto your drink. And it you when you know what you're trying to, to, to taste for, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's totally... Hmm. Uh, Irish whiskey, that's a little bit more smooth. Uh, yeah. It's I think it's got a lighter feeling yeah. to it yeah that's like uh the reason bourbon's such a thing and started in bourbon county kentucky is because kentucky sits on a limestone shelf right, and right. all the groundwater filters through this limestone shelf yeah but <laughs> i guess that's a good segue into the next one bourbon is made oh, yeah. made from a mash of at least 51 percent corn distilled mm-hmm. to 80 percent alcohol combined with water to get the alcohol content down to 62.5%. Entered to an unused charred oak barrel, aged in that barrel, and then bottled at no less than 40% alcohol. By law, whiskey can only be called bourbon if it's made by this process and in the United States. Really, Kentucky. <laughs> it's, it's only Kentucky. The rest of you are liars. It's uh, only Kentucky. It's just a big lie. Propaganda. 
Because <laughs> it, it used to be only Kentucky, and then they just were like, well, I, I, <laughs> now I it's only it, the U.S. I think that was like the, the conventional rule, and then and then there was a law that put down, and, and they said just the U.S. Yeah, there are still companies that I, – I don't know any of them by name, but I know for a fact there are companies who make bourbon, and it is not made in Kentucky. It is only aged here. Isn't there something about them getting barrels from Kentucky, though? Like the oak barrel, the charred oak barrels? I th- I think some of them, if they're going to be done in other states, uh, they'll they'll say, well, we, we only use charred oak barrels from Kentucky. and But I don't know how much that holds yeah. to being a, a requirement. Uh, it's not. I feel like it's just like a, an honorable deal, you, were, you know? Yeah. You were mentioning, you know, being in Scotland and getting Lagavulin or going on the distillery tours and uh, for bourbon uh, for your anniversary. For my freshman year of high school, we went on a field study. It's like a week where we're going, you know, on the road, experiencing stuff, going to educational places, essentially. Uh, the, the freshman year one was a, uh, Kentucky focused one to an extent, or the first half of it was anyway. And one of the things we did was we toured Maker's Mark. Mm. And oh. We still haven't been walk- there. So. Yeah, just walking around, experiencing stuff. I tried just straight up sour mash before it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was awful. I'm pretty sure that's what pumps through my sister's veins. <laughs> it's no longer blood, it's just sour mash. <laughs> Yeah, she can, she can, you don't want to see her put away some bourbon and coke. She destroys a fifth. Makers and coke. There's no bourbon and coke about it. It's makers and coke. Makers. She doesn't drink anything else. It's makers. If, if there's a party, she's bringing her own bottle of makers. Now that's to be said, at the wedding, it was an open bar. And she knew, I mean, she knew we were going to be at Buffalo Trace. So she brought her own bottle of makers because it's like (laughs) all she'll drink. And when they wouldn't give her her bottle of Makers, there was almost a scene. <laughs> Can we not even bring that up anymore? That'd be cool. No, I'm bringing it up till the day we die. It's 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 always a funny story to me because we were all like, "Why are we not allowed to get into the?" But uh, we'll move on from it, and we'll go to Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee yeah. whiskey is bourbon made in the state of Tennessee and fil- no. <laughs> and filtered through sugar maple charcoal. Other American whiskey includes versions made from rye, corn, barley, and other grains. Blended American whiskey is a mix of 20% American whiskey and 80% of a neutral spirit. Okay, I take issue with this if it's saying it's a bourbon. Yes, no. uh, all Kentuckians should take issue with this. And all Kentuckians, I believe, have come to a consensus that Jack Daniels is good and passable. Because if you read that bottle, nowhere on it do they try to be bourbon. No, it, it doesn't say bourbon. It says Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee period. whiskey. Jack Daniels is the the most well known Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, um, it is not a it is not bourbon. It is Tennessee is, whiskey. It never claims to be bourbon. So if you that, go somewhere wanting a bourbon and Coke, and you get a Jack and Coke, not the same thing. Not the same thing. That's not to say Jack Daniels is bad or we're disparaging on Jack Daniels. We're just saying it's not bourbon. Uh, despite how much they pay liquor stores to let them be displayed next to bourbon. Yeah. Um, I've honestly never had it. I, like, the closest I've gotten to Jack Daniels has been, like, that stupid Jack Daniels barbecue sauce that you can get, like, <laughs> everywhere on Earth now. 
That's actually pretty only, good. It is, to be fair, but especially on burgers. But I've never, I don't think I've ever actually had straight up Jack Daniels. I've, I've never really been Jack interested Daniels. enough. I've had it in the past. It's, it's, when my drinking career started, I may have had a couple Jack Daniels. Some I've Jack had some and Jack Cokes. and Cokes. I don't recall ever having it straight. No way. I, yeah. I also had just straight uh, their Gentleman Jack one night, uh, although that is a night that I should try to forget. <laughs> Not because of the Gentleman Jack, but because I made poor decisions. Uh, I drank way too much. <laughs> That can yeah, that can always lead to someone not liking it. Always keep that in mind. Like the way we talk about a lot of things that we like and don't like, because when we were starting into alcohol, there may have been one thing that we latched onto and burned ourselves out of, and now we're just like, no, I can't, I can't see it. Newcastle may be one of them. That's okay. This reminds me of that thing. Um, uh, that comedian, uh, Steve. Like McGrew. McGrew. Yeah, so he was talking about there are two kinds of people in the world, like the the ones who can say who can ha- drink tequila and the ones who can never hear that word again. <laughs> and I was like, that, so that's a thing for like all alcohols. Uh, I do want to go over real quick uh, about what some of the things we mentioned before because we we described what a single malt uh, and a blended malt are. Uh, just as a little refresher, because that was a couple diversions ago. Uh, <laughs> Single malt whiskey is whiskey from a single distillery that is made from a mash that only uses one particular malted grain. Uh, and then blended, a blended malt whiskey is a mixture of single malt whiskeys from different distilleries. Uh, a blended whiskey is made from a mixture of different types of whiskey. A blend may contain whiskeys from many distilleries so that blender can produce a flavor uh, consistent with the brand. Don't yeah, I don't know of a whole. Well, there's, there's. I'm certain there's a whole lot that do that. I can't think of any names of them off the top of my head. Yeah, um, neither can I. And then there's also cask strength, uh, or known as barrel proof. Uh, these are whiskeys that are rare, and usually only the very best whiskeys are bottled this way. Uh, they are bottled from the cask, undiluted, or only lightly diluted. So just, just you know, right in there. Let's go. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it cask strength. I will say at one point, uh, the bourbon barrel that Casey had bought at one point, he cleaned some out and the sides of the barrel were like when he, the, the resulting liquid that came out of there was, was still alcoholic. And by still, I mean, it was so strong. Uh, you essentially if, put water like, into it to clean it, or he did, and it came out as more whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, so strong whiskey. Um, and also, single cask or single barrel whiskey is if you're bottled from an individual cask, and often bottles are labeled with a specific barrel and bottle number. Uh, and these can change a lot depending from cask to cask, even within a brand. Yeah. So those are a couple, like, little little terms to look out for when you're when you're picking up whiskey. Uh, Alright. The, uh, the cask strength and single cast are a little bit more on the pricier side of things. So. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, so just to kind of get into more of the terms that we talked about. Just uh, doing all the types. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we learned a little bit from the logger episode of uh, <laughs> we, we're going to keep it basic here. Um, 
so scotch as we talked about comes from scotland yeah um so it comes in single malt and blended variants and it's known for being smoky but it's more of an optical flavor or i'm sorry more of an optional flavor for the distiller to put in optical too They, they can see what they're putting in there true true um and then Irish whiskey tends to be smoother than Scotch, as we as we kind of discussed. It's coming from its uh, single pot still. Uh, Canadian whiskey, which I have never, I don't think I've ever actually had any of. Um, uh, the uh, real quick, the the single pot stills, the 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 way they make it and how it's just in the one thing and they keep distilling that is thought to be what makes it smoother or it could be the water there's some yeah that's uh if you remember at woodford reserve uh, when we went on the tour there they have a three pot still and it goes through all three pots big copper pots um all right and if you're trying to think of a good canadian whiskey crown royal i don't know about good but it's it's (laughs) oh is that canadian i don't think i don't think i knew that uh, I, I, you know, I'm I'm surprised constantly by the number of people uh, who think Crown Royal is rum. Oh, I didn't. I didn't okay, I didn't think that. But. I hear a lot of people call it bourbon. Uh, huh. But it's it's Canadian, uh, and, and and again, and I said it's not maybe not necessarily good. I've never had. I don't think I've ever had Crown. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I just haven't thought. You know what I want? I want some Crown Royal. Yeah, they did recently put out a, like an. Um, some with apple in it, and I thought well, that uh, yeah. sounds interesting. Um, well, but I because a uh, uh, a Washington apple is a kind of cocktail, and you make uh, Crown Royal, sour pucker, and cranberry juice, I believe. Well, that actually sounds pretty good. To be and fair. <laughs> you you serve that up in a, like a little cocktail glass. Um, but there's if you do it, if you already put the apple in there, you don't have to use the pucker, and so you can just do the crown royal apple and then the other thing so that would be better um anyway so uh so yeah canadian whiskey which is apparently just called rye in canada despite that it doesn't really have much rye in it um, some does doesn't yeah yeah. um it's known for being lighter than other whiskeys which again i've never had crown or any other kind of distinctive canadian whiskey so i'm not 100 percent on that compared to like the lighter you know irish whiskey maybe um but that, so that's kind of interesting to note. Bourbon is known for being a little sweeter than most. And that's probably because of um, all the corn. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't it, have well, to be... And then, <laughs> it doesn't have to be distilled in Kentucky, but it does help, which we talked about before. Um, <laughs> that And that makes sense with the corn factor. I didn't think yeah, about that. And that's, the, definitely a, that's definitely true. Bourbon, I've noticed, does... I mean, especially with um, the, the... Oh, gosh, who is it? What, yeah, Woodford. They're... Um, I want to say new. It's really not that new at all. But their double oaked bourbon is definitely, they call it their dessert bourbon. Really and it's sweet. definitely sweeter. That's probably the uh, best example I can think of. There's one uh, that I, I really like. And I, I um, well, I was going to try and get it for today's episode, uh, but couldn't find it. Uh, but it's a uh, Basil Hayden. It's a kind of bourbon. And it's got like a lot more vanilla and a lot more like sweetness to it than others like it's it's super smooth mm. um it's actually a really nice bourbon and it's one that uh like if you're thinking when i when i read like you know like oh it's it's kind of sweet you know then sweeter than other whiskeys and i was like that that one is that one is so much that hmm. i, I don't too. know how common it is but i know like 
it's it's one when I find it, I'm like, let's get some Basil Hayden. Let's get let's get mm. riggedy wrecked. <laughs> I've never seen that. All right, uh, so Tennessee whiskey we pretty much talked about. I, and again, we're not really trying to be all snobby about it and everything. We're just not. We don't lean toward Tennessee whiskey. Generally. And we're saying that we like Jack because they don't claim to be bourbon. Yes, they don't. They don't <laughs> use the bourbon yeah. name. They're, everyone they else, say everyone we else are claims Jack Daniels. Bourbon. Yeah, they say we're Jack Daniels with Tennessee whiskey. Enjoy us. Yeah, they I do love their commercials, but again, I've never really had it. So <laughs> I enjoy uh, their use of Mila Kunis on their commercials. But. It's kind of what I was leaning toward. Uh, <laughs> I they, I do like, um, or I, I don't like they they. Uh, I hear good things about the Gentleman Jack, I believe it is. Yeah, no, that's the one I said that I, I enjoyed on a night. Okay, was, yeah. It's good, don't get me wrong, I'm just saying. Is that the same thing as the black label, or is that something different entirely? Because they have a black label one uh, for Jack. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Either way, they have I've heard their, those are good. They have a lot of different varieties of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I can't, I can't say Jack Daniels without thinking about Lemmy. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he is, That's the official, there's a petition, and I'm just going to call it from now on, but uh, a Jack and Coke was Lemmy Kilmeister's go-to drink. That's what he was known for his entire career. Anytime he was drinking, he mm-hmm. was drinking a Jack and Coke, and now everyone's coming together to just call it a Lemmy. I, I, you know what? I want to start calling them at my bar and just start calling them Lemmys. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sad face. Okay, so uh, they do have, as we talked about, they do have whiskeys in other countries. Um, we don't know a, a ton about them. They're obviously the main focus is like Ireland, Scotland, and America. Uh, but there are Australian, Danish, English, German, Indian, Japanese, Swedish, Welsh whiskeys. Uh, I of course picked out one from that list. <laughs> that was uh, there's Finnish whiskeys. They're not. They're, they're pretty recent. Um, it started around 1981, uh, and it was distilled by a state-run alcohol monopoly. Um, the country now has, uh, as far as the wiki was updated anyway, has like about... Socialist whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have about four distilleries, but it, what was interesting to me is that the distilleries there are also breweries, because Finland's more about beer. Um, right. And if anybody's wondering, like, I'm obsessed with Finland. Like, I have a problem. Um, Wait, we were afraid to let her see this part of the <laughs> Yeah, we the thought we'd notes. keep that hidden. I'm all about some Finland. Uh, so, but yeah, so they're they're more about beer. What's, what's the name of this distillery, Brittany? Can you? Uh, so I have it ready, but also I'm going to try to say it. Terrenpeli. That's probably wrong. I think that's wrong. What's Google? Let's consult, let's consult the judges. Terrenpeli. Terrenpeli. There we go. Pretty close. I, I'm still I learning Finnish is like a life goal for me. That's like not. There's never going to be a point at which I'm fluent in Finnish. I just I see some words and I'm like I kind of know what that is. Um, <laughs> fluent in Finnish? No, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, she I started stop trying to pun. teach herself so she could understand uh, a band we really like, Corplaklani, because uh, they do. Most of their albums in Finnish. Yeah, ninety percent of their their songs are Finnish. They'll do like the singles. They'll do a, a an English version. Yeah, which which is funny because like some of the the English songs I can think of are like more of the drinking songs. <laughs> so you have beer, beer, and vodka. And for me, it's great. Yeah, because you'll have no. They have a song called Tequila, and it's all in Finnish. And the only thing I understand 
is when he shouts tequila. Uh, <laughs> yeah, does, he made that. For, it, they made that for the South American fans. Does the song go? No, but it does. It is as um, as happy as that. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman does not dance on bars to it. I, he could. You don't know he that. Could. You don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> he could be all about some Finland. Um, he do that when he's after he's done masturbating in theaters. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! I thought everyone forgotten about that because Pee Wee's Playhouse is coming back. Never forget. Hey, look, uh, I, I want to say it's a family friendly show, but it's totally not. Um, it's totally but no, no. Hey, Paul Rubens looks pretty good for being through hell and back and everything. Um, he was on. He was the judge on a show that I watched, and never mind. Him Apparently, on. he drinks the souls um, of children, and it keeps him young because the man hasn't aged in hasn't. twenty years. Uh, yeah, anyway. So yeah, so that, that's the Finland thing. Um, that, that distillery is just like one of the, the brands. Again, there aren't, they're like a handful. Um, that one is like a big deal though. They have like an eight year and a 10 year on the whiskey exchange website I found. And we'll probably try to link to that, I guess. Um, but there, there are plans. I mean, they want to work on bringing more distilleries about, again, Sati is more of a thing in Finland, um, which is the, uh, just yeah, the Finnish no. word for beer also. <laughs> it's a style yeah, of beer, but, but it's also the Finnish word for beer. <laughs> yeah, but Sati is kind of neat. I, I really like that style of beer. And see, uh, I, I still haven't tried it because I, I, there's not really an opportunity to around here. Have you ever wanted to try beer that tastes like gin? Maybe not even tastes like gin. I don't even know what that means. Like... <laughs> they, 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 they filter the beer over juniper branches. Oh, yeah. Oh. Juniper is like and a so, huge thing there, yeah. Yeah, and juniper berries are what you use to make gin. There's so, a big bottle of decent gin in the other room that nobody's opened. We're not gin people. But I, that uh, that would be interesting to try. That I don't care if it. If you're like this is from Finland. All right, I'll try it. <laughs> I mean, this it is from Finland. It gives you cancer. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we all have that risk at some point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we have a jar of like lingonberries in the fridge too. Like I, if I could find some cough beer, which is not even like, it's like subpar basic crap beer from Finland. I don't care. I want it. <laughs> I have a problem. Anyway. You do. <laughs> maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a, an international episode at some point we'll just try to find all the imports we can yeah uh do we have any uh oh uh i believe that uh britney you and chris found a interesting site uh, the whiskey exchange yeah yeah so the the, the um, I just brought up, um, um, so I have, yeah, so I had the Finnish thing pulled up for that because, you know, um, it actually said, that, so the Nordic countries, by the way, Finland is Nordic, not Scandinavian. Uh, so the Nordic countries have okay. a big passion for whiskey. They actually have themed cruises that through the Baltic, um, where a uh, single malt has a huge following and that they, they've done like th- all the stuff around on whiskey, just amazing. <laughs> I'm picturing a, a, a single malt scotch cruise, and I'm just thinking about how inherently yes. angry that is. <laughs> just traveling around, just like, man, like, yeah, no, screw those guys. Um, oh. But yeah, they have a 10-year-old single malt um, from Terenpeli, and that Terenpeli. is 93 U.S. dollars. Um, I forget what it was in euros, but that's... Uh, five it's up five euros. <laughs> I think it was like seventy something euros, but um, it's a it's a this is a pretty nice website. Um, they've got it looks like you can buy whiskeys from just about anywhere on here. 
Hmm. Um, of course, you probably can't buy it here because Kentucky. Uh, you can't have it shipped to you. Maybe we could have them yeah. label it uh, brewing supplies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be it. I've been told that might work. Oh, they even have beer on here. That's weird. Um, Bourbon barrel beer. Oh, I bet it is. But yeah, so this is, a, I mean, it's, it's a really nicely designed website. Everything. I mean, they, it seemed to have a lot of different brands and whatnot. So just something to consider. We'll probably link it just in case you guys want to look up anything that we talk about on here. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else whiskey related we want to talk about? Do you have any like favorites that you like to, to, to pimp out or, um... or what? I mean, I know that, so we've named some so far. Um, I so the the ones. Well, we talked about the scotches that we've kind of experienced already. We may uh, have gone off the deep end. When we got to scotch. Yeah. yeah. We apologize. Um, for for just fans. Yeah, we're, we're fans of scotch. Scotch and bourbon are where kind of where it's at. Uh, we've got about we've got a few bottles of bourbon in there. I've, I've had more bourbon than anything else, but I mean, my favorite has been. Um, I mean, Buffalo Trace is really great. Buffalo Trace and uh, uh, Eagle Rare, which is also made at Buffalo Trace. It, it's basically Buffalo yeah. Trace when it goes into the barrel, but then it's like aged longer. They check them. Mm-hmm. They check the barrels and see how it's coming along. And if it's coming along super well, then they'll go ahead and set that barrel aside to age for another few years. And then it comes out Eagle Rare is the branding that they put into it, and that is my jam. Yeah. And then Buffalo Trace oh. also has that delicious bourbon cream, which they mix into root beer when you do the tasting after the end of a tour, and it's amazing. Aside oh, here, okay. don't try and do full glasses of that mixture. It curdles really fast oh. and it's a disaster. It's, it's, the, it's the car bomb principle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. super gross. So, two things. Uh, uh, God, I can't believe I finally said two things in this show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing I constantly use. Anyway, uh, first of all, uh, the idea of uh, the, uh, when I think of whiskey and I was thinking of Buffalo Trace and their their bourbon cream uh, and you were just mentioning you know, doing the into the root beer yes. uh, there's the, the infamous Irish car bomb that exists do not uh, go know. to Ireland and order that no no don't A it's kind of a pejorative term about you know their violent past semi present uh, and B it's a whole lot of stuff that they don't want you to throw together uh but if you ever do drink an irish car bomb here in the states uh you know that it's it's guinness uh bailey's and uh, uh jameson uh me and someone else were just talking about man i wish there was like a, a a u.s version a kentucky version of that and i was like well i mean we do a bourbon bomb take a bourbon barrel like all tech beer like their their bourbon barrel uh stout they have do some buffalo trace and some uh uh, whichever bourbon you would like that's from Kentucky, and then just do a bomb of that. Sweet baby Jesus. No, Sweet but not baby that. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that. That was an idea we had at one point, and I recommend trying it responsibly. There's no way to do a bomb responsibly, but you get what I mean. Well, uh, throw, our, throw our someone classic, else your keys. <laughs> a classic Kentucky mixture that uh, has accompanied us on many a camping trip, which we have adorned the Kentucky Pirate. <laughs> because it uh, there's a Kentucky soft drink known as Ale 8. It's a late one. but We just refer to it as Ale 8. It's a Never have I drank this, this thing. But it's... Uh, <laughs> 
It's L8, which is a highly caffeinated ginger ale. It's more uh, caffeine than man, really. Twisted <laughs> yeah. and evil. Mixed with um, Captain Morgan. And the mixture oh. is like... Ahoy, Brian. An, <laughs> an entire <laughs> bottle of the Captain with like a splash in of the L8. And it's easy to conceal this in a water bottle. But when you look at the mixture, like when it comes out, it looks... I mean, it's deadly to drink because the L.A., I don't know how it mixes it and dulls it down, but you're drinking like an entire fifth of Captain Morgan, and it tastes like 7-Up. Uh, the second thing I had thought of a second ago, because I'm just going to try to imagine that that drink doesn't exist and I won't die. Mm. Um, the the other thing is, uh, Chris, do we still have the link from that thing we found yesterday, the poster? Uh, oh, Oh, I don't have it. Uh, I might still have it in in a message I sent you. Uh, we're going to put this in the show notes at any rate. There is a a big ass poster of uh oh the whiskey thing the of whiskey, and oh. it is not that link, but uh, it's got all of the whiskeys. And I think it's got them broken down by like popularity, distributor, and whatever else distillery style like everything it breaks it all out different ways and it's a big spider web chart yeah and it is a complete it seems to be comprehensive oh yeah um oh there it is it's in our planning thing yeah, i'm gonna <laughs> drop this into the show notes right now so yeah that'll be in show it. notes you'll really this want makes, to check it out yeah this makes excellent radio by the way <laughs> wasn't it like 30 bucks for the poster it it was, and don't buy them until we get ours. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want ours before you make them sell out. Uh, but seriously, this is this is really cool. Uh, yeah, we have a poster that it's really sad to look at that we got from Buffalo Trace, but it's all the bourbon distilleries that ever existed, and okay. it tells you the years they were in operation and why they closed. And when you like the whole poster, you look at it. And it's it's really it's massive, and there's only like thirty percent of it that has currently operating. The and theme is like prohibition ruined everything. Yeah, you look at it and it's like closed prohibition, <laughs> yeah. prohibition, 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 fire, fire, prohibition, fire, prohibition, prohibition. I feel like uh, when we do our planned prohibition episode, the intro music should change to just being the sad Hulk walking away music. That's yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> This is our that that's our dark times, our dry times. <laughs> oh God! All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about, or should we talk about what we've been drinking? I think it's time to talk about what we're drinking. Lagavulin neat. Clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. The man knows Damn what he's talking straight. about. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, Brittany, do you want to start this out? Yeah, so I'm the only one not drinking uh, whiskey of some sort. Um, <laughs> You're probably I'm, the most sober. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say, yeah, no, she is. Well, I did just have a, like, a t- this is my third beer, uh, and I had this a 10% This is my third drink this. of whiskey. Oh, okay, fair. I've had three refills. Um, I had to get out a little bowl of ice so I could keep refilling. All right, fair. Um, but so, yeah, so I'm the only one, I just wasn't in the mood for whiskey for whatever reason. Um, and cause I also kind of have a problem. Uh, so <laughs> I we all have problems. That's why we started the show. <laughs> true. <laughs> I am, I just drank my last, 
Um, New Belgium Citradelic Tangerine IPA. We mentioned this back in the news section many moons ago of this <laughs> same episode. Uh, <laughs> when we first started this episode. Like, oh. um, I am so in love with this beer. <laughs> do, it is good, you, I will do say. You pic- do you picture you and this beer running towards each other in an open field of flowers? With with citrus fruits surrounding us, yes. Um, I Tangerine in an IPA makes so much freaking sense. No, Chris, I'm, I see. love it. I've gone through... Let's see. I, I made... I think Chris had one. Did you have one bottle? Yeah, I've had it. Okay. Um, and I feel like I gave... I let somebody else have a bottle. That may or may not have happened. And I drank the rest of the six-pack. And I want to go buy more, like, now. But you're I, not allowed to. No. We got to clear out what's in the fridge. But so I, I really like the Sam Adams grapefruit IPA, but the tangerine is by far the best thing. Period. I, it's so plus it's New Belgium again. They don't they don't tend to mess up much. They don't seem to do wrong. No, um, it, it's if you can find it like it's on end caps at our at our local grocery store at um at Kroger. So if you, it, it shouldn't be that hard to find in reality. It's really good. I highly recommend it. And it's especially going to be good for spring and summer. I, I'm assuming, like, I don't know how long it's going to be out. This seems like it should be definitely a summer thing. So hopefully it stays out that long. But yeah, I highly recommend it. It's very good. Yes. Beer. Chris, I, if you find her in a bed, in the bed with only that bottle, <laughs> I want you to know that she's cheating on you with beer. Oh, no. I've I've come to terms with that. Oh, Okay. And she knows I'm uh, cheating on her with whiskey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll go ahead and go about mine. I, I tried to keep mine somewhat beer-related, if that makes sense. Uh, sure. I, I've been walking past this in, in liquor stores a little bit lately. It's it's a new thing they started coming out with. Uh, it's, uh, it's from Jameson, uh, so it's an Irish whiskey. And I love Irish whiskey. Uh, let me be let me be clear. The first time someone gave me Irish whiskey, uh, my my friend Todd Volk, uh, who I've known most of my life, uh, Todd handed me a flask of this and said, "Try this." And I went, "I mean, I'm really more of a Jack Daniels kind of. You're going to find me dead in a gutter with a bottle of this in my hand. <laughs> Ruined me. Uh, it was so good." Um, I've always been kind of an Irish whiskey guy, although I do love scotch. But I walked by and saw that Jameson was having uh, a has a new thing. They're cask mates, hmm. and it is uh, it's whiskey with a beer sort of flavor to it. Uh, well, I don't know how much flavor, but uh, uh, apparently it came out of a discussion between. Uh, the head distiller at Jameson and the head brewer of Cork's Franciscan Well Brewery, hmm. uh, and they started. She's like, "Hey, you got your you got your whiskey in my beer. <laughs> you got your beer in my whiskey. Uh, this is their stout edition, and I think we've I think we've made clear my love of stouts. Hmm. Um, so they this is I think on the bottle it, it refers to it as. Uh, aged in craft beer barrels. So, 
that's like everything I love right there. Irish whiskey aged in craft beer barrels of a stout kind. No, it's great. Uh, you can actually really taste sort of the, the, the sort of coffee and cocoa flavors you would get uh, in in the stout. And it's it's actually really good. Uh, I, I don't know if I like it more than regular Jameson. Uh, hmm. I'm surprised how good it is. I, I was terrified coming coming here to record, coming back to my apartment to record, and I was like, it's pouring the first drink, and I was like, please don't suck. Please don't suck. <laughs> is it like the dessert of Irish whiskey? Like the I, dessert? I no, variant. I don't even think it's like the dessert of Irish whiskey. It's just it it's got like some of those sweeter kind of flavors. Well, it's like sweeter and somewhat bolder kind of flavors, I guess. Hmm. But uh, but they're subtle. They're they're you can kind of tell that they're there, uh, but it's, I mean, it's still whiskey. Don't get me wrong. You're, you're tasting whiskey, but you can right. catch like just a little bit of, of like the cocoa beans. And when you're done, you can get that nice milk chocolatey flavor. Uh, they say there's hops in, like there's a hop flavor in here. I can't quite make that out, hmm. but, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's really nice. Uh, of course, it being it being a standard whiskey, uh, it's forty uh, percent alcohol by volume or, or alcohol by content or uh, uh, eighty proof. So wow, we must find this. <laughs> yeah, well, We've like, and like uh, as I was walking through uh, the the local liquor chain, the liquor barn. Uh, God, it just sounds so fucking <laughs> backwards when I say it. Like I'm just going in there with no shoes and only uh, overalls and no shirt. There's cows wandering around. There's hay on the floor. You know, it's just it's just how it is. Uh, but I'm going through the liquor barn, and they, I, I they like new item, and I'm like, I keep seeing you recently. Let's okay, fine, let's go in. I'm going all in, uh, and it's not that expensive uh, compared to you know, it's it's about this close to the same price as a regular bottle of Jameson, about that size. So it wasn't like I dropped like seventy bucks on scotch, right. which. I could not justify to myself, despite how much I wanted it. So, At least yeah, not right a, now. <laughs> a bottle of the cheapest bottle of Lagavulin, which we've dropped mm. that name a lot, and that is that has become a very popular style. But thank, uh, thank you, Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but um, the cheapest bottle of Lagavulin is like seventy five dollars. Yeah. And that's that's hard to justify. Yeah. Depend. I mean, it, you really got to plan that event out, you know. Um, your your drinking of Irish whiskey that reminded me um, before we were talking about Fecken, and it's oh, not yeah. very old. Like if you want a uh, good, inexpensive yet really delicious and smooth Irish whiskey, um, Fecken Irish whiskey is like fantastic if you can find it. And you can assume what that word is. Yeah, it's supposed to be of, of the three nights that I try to forget. Gentleman Jack is involved in one of them. Fecken is involved in the other. Yeah, oh, we got yeah. tied up in, with Fecken in college, and we just when we were talking about it before the episode, we decided to look it up, and apparently it was it had just become available. But flavor wise, it hits all the same notes as Jameson, but it's like two to five dollars cheaper a bottle. It, it is nice. Uh, I just remember talking to Brittany about World of Warcraft, and then drinking one bottle of the tiny like airplane bottle sized feckin they had oh yeah <laughs> and then reaching into my back pocket pulling out a a fifth of jameson taking another drink and then keep talking that that if you want an idea of how bad that night ended up being that's a good little snapshot <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah um 
and we we had to look it all up because we're like, oh, it's cheaper and everything. It's actually Fecken is the only independent distillery in Ireland. So wow. if you're looking for a good Irish whiskey, yeah. <laughs> I just like to think of it as like it's good. I it's good indie Irish whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> you drink this whiskey while listening to the dis- the disimpressed indie. I don't I don't know what's indie anymore. I'm getting old. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Okay, uh, I was drinking, or well, yeah, I just finished it off, uh, a bourbon. I was having single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from Four Roses, and I love it. I've, actually, because since it's single barrel, they seem to track these things. Uh, the barrel was number 16, and it was barreled on November 19th, 2001, and bottled on October 15th, 2010. So, go ahead. I, I just thought of something. I'm going to make a note <laughs> to remind me to mention it after you're done. Sorry. All right. Uh, but it's uh, 50% alcohol, so a little, little higher up there. And I really like it. It's smooth and mellow, and you can just sip and sip on it all day long. That's the thing. Sometimes bourbon gets the the, the reputation of being fire water. Like, <laughs> you know, you you put it back like, oh god, it burns. It's so harsh, but it's because it's not meant to be doing shots of. It's no. meant to be sipped. Yeah, slowly enjoyed. Bourbon um, and scotch are you just kind of those are your hang back drinks. I think Irish whiskey you could probably shoot. I still wouldn't advise that entirely, but bourbon and scotch have more going on. I feel like so. So if you're drinking someone else's liquor, then yeah, sure. You think shooting's a good idea. When you're buying your own, you realize that shots are a very poor Fair. choice of your money. Yes, that's like I've had this bottle for oh a while, five years now, yeah. and uh. looking at it, where it, it's got about a quarter left in it because I've been treasuring this bottle because it's so good, and it was a single barrel. I mean, there's there's no more of it. There's the bottles they filled out of that barrel, and that's it. So I'll never I, uh, taste this again. Yeah, I, I save my whiskey drinking for, for like, special-ish kind of things. Like, uh, back when Mad Men was a show, I would <laughs> I'd kick on the TV, I'd pour a, pour, a sh- pour a double of, you know, whichever I had on hand. It was usually a scotch. And I'd sit back and watch something that I was really, really going to enjoy. But throughout the week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. I'd have to hide it somewhere so I wouldn't look at it. But I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it's a weekend yeah. with a cigar kind of beer or kind of oh. uh, drink rather. Cigars and scotch. Look, I know it's not good for me. I, I don't smoke cigars that often. But, but scotch and cigars go together. Well, and then it just it goes back to the point. You that's not a thing you do, do every day. You know that's yeah. a. That's a once That's a in a thing, while hanging out, you know. Just it's a thing I might life. do once a year, if that. Well, Oktoberfest, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Oktoberfest. <laughs> Oktoberfest. Okay, Basically, yeah, if you the, come the, up here at all. That's the once a year. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a show. It's a <laughs> yeah. long show. Uh, yeah. Announcement-wise, I think we have... Uh, oh, yeah. You're... It's just the Cincinnati Beer Fest thing again? Yeah, really? Cincinnati Winter Beer Fest. Uh, it goes on... Uh, Friday, February 12th, and Saturday, February 13th. 
Oh yeah, that's a tickets only thing. Valentine's, so there's not even a yeah. there's not even a chance I could try to like sneak my way in. Yeah, uh, we've got tickets to be down there Saturday. on uh, Saturday the thirteenth. We have early entry tickets. They have a variety of tickets you can get. They have hotel packages. Those tickets cost a bit more because they're putting you up in some swanky digs downtown, right near the convention center. Uh, we live within walking distance of the convention center, so or I should say really stumbling good. distance. Yeah, so um, definitely check out the website if you're either going or maybe even if you're not going because uh, it's a very extensive list of things that they're going to have there. And you might get some ideas of what to try. And if you can't make it, um, kind of pay attention to, we're definitely going to be checking into everything that we're trying. If you want to look at our check-ins and see like, oh, well, I mean, I, I kind of get it. I think everybody kind of has a general idea of what we like at this point but if you see our ratings on there we, we've been trying to put more comments on um things when we check in now on untapped I'm, I'm feeling the the pressure to drink from from the the new followers i've gotten <laughs> right? yeah un- not, you people on untapped not, are just putting the pressure on when it's like oh man they're out there slamming it down i gotta keep up i gotta i gotta and it's also like i see it on like days i'm working and i'm like i can't drink right now guys i want to <laughs> i'm around all but i can't though. Um, yeah, so, but if you see us checking into that stuff and you kind of just want to look up those drinks to, to check them out either way, uh, so see us when we're there and also check out the list for yourself. See where we're at. Yeah. If you're in the Cincinnati area, uh, feel free to hit us up, uh, with an email or on Twitter or on Twitter. Let us know. And you can pal around with us on the convention floor. Uh, Justin cannot make it, but I'll be there in spirit. He yeah. will. We will all have one for him. But uh, me and Brittany and Casey will be there. Casey's actually judging a homebrew uh, competition that morning. I'll give Casey my drinking proxy. He'll have to just <laughs> yeah. double up for me. <sighs> but yeah, that we hope... won't end poorly at all. <laughs> right. But yeah, we hope to see some of you there. Uh, we completely understand. You know, there's no point in making a big trip. Yeah, it's a this. local thing for us, but obviously if you're nowhere near Ohio, we don't expect anybody to come yeah. out. If you live in Singapore, don't book a flight. <laughs> yeah, if, you don't, I mean, if you don't really want to go. If you do, book a flight and you got the cash, do it. We, you know. Yeah, there's going to be – sounds awesome. On their website, they have an extensive beer list. It is subject to change, but they, there's a lot of – they mark them as connoisseur with a lot of rare beers that are going to be available. And if you have uh, early access like we got – uh, there are going to be a lot of beers that are only available to early access people. That that list is just salt in my wounds. I'm sorry. It's it's not your all's fault. It's I just know. like I hear it. I'm just like, oh, oh. You mean the thing I can? I'll never get a chance to try. No, sure. Just drink it. It'll be great. No, it's fine. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, no. All right. I think that's all the announcements we have though right now. No. Unless you have anything else, Bob. Are fine. <laughs> no, 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 I got nothing. Okay. All right. Well, um, you can check out uh, the again the the events that we're going to be doing in addition to anything else on uh, our website, haveadrinkshow.com. You can also see the um, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Facebook links in addition to our respective untapped profiles. There, as we mentioned, we're getting uh, more followers. It's awesome. You know, keep toasting each other, seeing what everybody else likes, what we like. Uh, untapped Look, is a I'm, great resource. Yeah, when I'm on Untapped, I'm toasting my new followers because I follow them back, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, cheers, mate. It's yeah, awesome." I suck at the the feed. I always have it on the search option, so I need to. I, I kind of. I'm trying to remember to go back on. Oh, course. the feeds where it's at. I like to see uh, what everybody's drinking, and that like, 
most of the time it's stuff I've never heard of or oh, yeah, I've only yeah. seen, you know, I've just started <laughs> seeing, and I'm like, it, it's a great way to start a conversation. Be like, oh, how is that? I mean, you really like it. You can see their ratings and be like, oh, mm-hmm. what other kinds are you seeing? All I'm saying is some of those guys are getting me jealous. Yeah. Um, so relating to that, um, be sure to tell us your favorite drink or if you want to ask us a question about this episode or anything else or leave general feedback about the show itself. You can email us at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. Uh, you can do the same thing through the feedback link on our website as well. Yeah. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show music and Len Peralta for the album art. Uh, both those are amazing. Uh, you can find links to their stuff on the episodes page on the site. Uh, and remember, subscribe to us on your favorite podcaster, and please rate us on iTunes. Uh, I know we beg a lot for it, but just leave us a good iTunes rating. Spread the word. Let people know about us. We we really appreciate it. And appreciate it, I guess. I don't know what that word means. but <laughs> Make some, some stuff up. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, two more weeks. We'll have the new episode. Um, we'll, we'll be back on beer soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next uh, we've got the next few episodes solidly planned out. I think um, so. We'll we'll see where we go from there. Uh, so once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm uh, Justin Fraser, and I'm Christopher Walker. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.